What's up, Ego Hackers? This is the uh, C.S. Joseph podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. This is Season 29, uh, How to Master Your Demon, Episode 1. And uh, welcome. Welcome to our new members-only season. It's uh, pretty great uh, to be able to get here, especially since we uh, launched our membership and uh, we did it with the latter half of season 14 and then we finished up uh, season 23 which is how to parent but this is season 29 but now you're probably asking okay seriously season 29 like what the hell I mean like I get it but the reality of the situation is there are a ton of seasons that are planned like we have a content delivery plan and uh, they just kind of get released in the order of need not necessarily the order of uh, like what I want or what makes the most sense. It's kind of really comes down to audience need. Uh, as an any hero and an nephew child, I have uh, the ability to kind of keep in tune with um, you know in general how the audience needs certain things, and also uh, certain times it just I kind of get the feeling that. Uh, People just need to hear some things more than other things, and that's just kind of the direction that I go with it. So I'm just trying to lead this community in an appropriate manner so that uh, you all have an opportunity to learn uh, in a way that can really help guide you and benefit you uh, the most. And that's my goal here. So I apologize in advance for the confusion with all the different season numbers, and it's like we skip a bunch or we go back to others. I mean, for example, season 22 and season 23 were completed before even season 18 was done. But season 18, we only released one episode a month, and it's honestly, it's a two-year-long season. It's got, it's probably going to get well above 24 episodes before we finally call it quits in season 18 and move on to the next thing. So yeah, I get that there is a bunch of episodic confusion, but believe me, it's necessary. In order to help with the confusion, however, uh, we're going to be releasing some guides to at least help people understand which seasons to start with uh, to help them uh, become educated. And we're actually going to have that available on the website very soon, probably in the next two to four weeks. We're going to have that available, and it's going to make it a lot easier for people to consume the content. So, for example... Let's say you take the test or you send the test to somebody else, but they have a bunch of questions. You just give them the link, basically, to um, the uh, the guide uh, page. It'll probably be csjoseph.life forward slash begin when it comes out. And it'll give them a nice little roadmap of all of our content that we have, and we'll keep it updated regularly so that people can know which blog posts to read, which videos to watch, so that they can gain a really good understanding of the science. So we're going to provide that roadmap for everyone and, uh, you know, kind of bring it from there. Just had a bit of a scary experience outside this restaurant right now. You can see the fire in the background right over there. It's where I would typically sit. But a a woman, I just witnessed a woman having a, a stroke and... That was really scary. So, in order to avoid the uh, co- uh, commotion, and she's fine right now. It's just the paramedics are on the way. It's really scary. She looked like an ENFJ. The ENFJ who had a stroke. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, so let's go move on over to uh, a new location so I can get some more light for you folks as I'm explaining the first episode of season 29. So this is this season is how to master your demon and a lot of people uh, particularly in the MBTI space as well as uh, Jungian analytical psychology or anyone who's willing to talk about the demon function as it were uh, they they honestly I don't know so many people just kind of gloss over it it's not really something that can be seen as a tool for self-improvement which it really actually is in my opinion the demon function especially when considering uh, cognitive orbit since we finally covered cognitive orbit in season 18 I could finally talk about it on the reg uh, with regular uh, or with other episodes basically and I have been talking about it with regular episodes but since covering cognitive orbit in season 18 and if you don't know what cognitive orbit is and you're watching this season please stop watching this season or listening to this season go back to season 18 it's in the members area here under journeyman and uh, watch the season 18 episodes on cognitive orbit so the first second third and fourth orbit first before you watch this season that is very important prerequisite information I know you can't see my face right now but I'm moving to a uh, different location uh, to give you that opportunity so gosh I'm like really lucid right now don't know why maybe it's because like I had a beer and I'm kind of like between my uh, shadow and my ego right now so I'm pretty sharp with my NI nemesis which is kind of nice to be able to do that I just hope that the audio comes through um, but anyway so please check that information out if you haven't already it is kind of necessary so anyway uh, the MBTI blogosphere especially the schlubs on reddit no offense if you're a, you know someone on reddit I too am a schlub on reddit so I say that uh, you know being including uh, myself not making any specific judgments towards people but uh, I too am a sludge uh, a schlub on uh, reddit but the uh, Reddit folk or the personality database folk or even the people at 16personalities.com or the INTJ forums consistently get it wrong when it comes to the demon function and understanding it what it's all about. Now typically in the past I've talked about how the demon function is relating to being a source of a person's evil or a source of a person's sin nature. While that is true I've also talked about in season 19 and if you want season 19 it's available at csjoseph.life forward slash portal you just have to go to the specific um, you just have to go to the specific uh, area so like you look at the portal it shows you discover XYZ type and it's got 16 discovers if you buy one you'll get an offer to get all get them all I recommend getting them all because you will get all of season 19 that way as well as the eight uh, first episodes of season 14 which talk about relationships and golden pairs etc but season 19 you can kind of see season 29 interesting that it's 10 seasons later uh, season 29 is like basically season 19 part 2 so so for those of you that enjoyed season 19 which is basically the personal growth season and how to reach enlightenment or cognitive integration for yourself etc season uh, 
season 19 uh, covers all of that in general. It's kind of a very generalized concept. But this season is going to focus squarely upon the daemon function and how through developing the daemon function, you get to a point where you're actually able to enable yourself to become happy and discover happiness, which is a big deal. Happiness goes a long way. The other thing that you're able to do, which is also very advantageous, um, the other thing as a result, uh, you're able to um, kind of figure out how to turn your demon function into something that is angelic, which is also very important and necessary on a person's path to enlightenment. Although it is said that, you know, oftentimes when a human being turns their demon into an angelic force, it's usually accompanied by one's own death. And I would like to reiterate that here. That is definitely a risk. That is definitely a thing. But that doesn't mean that you can't get to a point in your life where you could effectively, um, gosh, what's it called? Um, it doesn't mean that you can't get to a point in your life where you can actually utilize your demon's angelic power from time to time without causing your death, also known as final life crisis, as we've talked about consistently. You know? So, that's just one thing to be aware of. Um, I know a bunch of you will have questions because you watch the contents of uh, season 19, and then when watching or listening to season 29, those questions would obviously be up. Whoops. I literally just interrupted a couple making love at the park here. They pretty upset, and they moved on. LOL. That's hilarious. Anyway, it's okay, because, like, it's not like Relgan and I were here the other night. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? It happens. I'm going to go over here to these nice little park bunches in front of this really cool light so you guys can actually see me while I'm talking. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, this is just kind of a loose introduction because there's all these little nuances that people need to be aware of. I'm sure that people, you know, becoming a journeyman member will just, like, come in here and just start watching season 29 right off the bat. But, seriously, folks, the way that I create content, previous seasons really do matter to the more recent seasons and over time, it really is a grand uh, narrative, a grand narrative uh, that should be considered. Um, no, so, like, picking one individual episode is not really going to be as, you know, it's not really going to be as helpful. So, all right, awesome. Got the bench right here. Got a nice light here. It's very cozy here on the side of the canyon. This will probably be the last time in a while where I'm filming out here because I am moving to a new location in the Rocky Mountains and I am very excited uh, to be able to do that with you folks and for you folks in the near future so yeah so oh and not gonna lie these benches are pretty dope pretty pretty dope be nice that light had a little bit more to it but it is what it is let that other couple finish while we're uh, filming this real quick. So yeah. Um, anyway. So 
mastering your demon function. Why why is it important to master your demon function? The reason why is is because if you don't master your demon function, or if at least you don't develop a relationship with your demon function outside of mastery or not, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to reach happiness in life. Obviously, we've talked about cognitive axis. We've talked about cognitive orbit. We're getting into reflector functions. You know, cognitive reflection. Uh, you know, with our other um, with our other content, especially in season 18, and explaining each of those nuances, you know, in depth and what those specifically mean. I mean, all those things are very important, sure. But it's nice to know what those things are, but it's another thing to know how to like actually put them in practice from a practical standpoint. And that's what this season is. Season 29 is to just kind of come to a general understanding of, you know, what exactly or how exactly does someone begin the process of mastering their demon function? It's super important. And don't worry, folks, we're going to be having additional um, episodes talking about mastering other functions, etc., and uh, growing them and growing them from all the different perspectives, from an axis perspective, from a reflection perspective, from an orbit perspective. But, uh, you know, as Carl Jung said, it's important to make the unconscious conscious uh, because by doing so, it is a major contributor and guidance to your life. Major contributor. So, for you have for you to have an even better life, uh, as it were, and in order for you to actually achieve happiness, you want to be happy, etc. Well, you kind of have to begin a relationship with your demon. So let's actually talk about the demon. What is it actually doing? It's a, it's a superego. It's a superfluous ego. It's the gateway into the superfluous ego. But the superego itself lives with your ego in the same head. This can be a problem because it's like they're, they're, they're roommates. They're sharing the same house. They're sharing the same space, as it were. And that can be really annoying. You know, it's kind of like, you know... Um, you know, roommate relationships are really important, but they can also cause an extreme amount of conflict. And, you know, this is this is normal constantly, all the time. Uh, the reason why is because, like, well, here's an example. I mean, I was in college once. I had roommates, and, you know, roommates, um, they'd ask me, like, hey, you know, do you want to, uh, you should leave because I got a girl coming over, and, uh, you know, we're going to have sex, and I don't want you around for it. So I'd be sexiled, right? Well, not every roommate's going to be that cool and allow that to happen, right? So other arrangements would have to be made, you know, as a result. That's just one example of conflict that can happen, you know, on the behalf of roommates, etc. And, you know, that's basically kind of the relationship the superego has to the ego, although the ego has the majority of the authority in the head. The ego covers the majority of the rent. The ego is basically the breadwinner, while the superego is not. So the ego ultimately has a lot of power over the superego, and oftentimes the ego even has the ability to lock the superego within their own room. This can be a problem. In fact, it can lead to extreme unhealthy behavior because the superego being locked in their room for too long, the superego will come out and commit violence or it will come out and get as much done as it can with its freedom before it's locked away in its room again. And this is a serious, serious issue that happens consistently. You want to avoid this. Because it's kind of like, you know, someone who's fresh out of jail, they kind of live it up and then all of a sudden they go back to jail real quick because they know that they're going to violate parole and they know that they're going to end up back in jail anyway. 
So they live it up as much as they can while they're out of the slam. It's no different with the superego being locked in its room and then, you know, all of a sudden it will come out. Because eventually the superego will break out of its room. It will. And it will help itself to your life. And it can ultimately destroy your life. However, if you have a relationship, a relationship with your superego, where your superego is allowed to come out, allowed to come out of its room, it's necessary. You know, even sometimes, like, you know, the superego, if it's really like the father of the home, right, even dad can get really tired, right, you know, and mom and kids are all running around and whatnot, but the superego, like, if the hero function is Mufasa, the superego is definitely Scar, right? Scar is that, you know, cranky uncle, etc. And the cranky uncle is plotting to usurp power from Mufasa. But if Mufasa actually trusted Scar a little bit more and listened to Scar's counsel, because let's be honest, Scar is kind of a wise dude. You know, he's not stupid, right? I'm sure his counsel would have been valuable in certain situations. You know, if, if Mufasa actually allowed Scar to have some power and allowed him to, you know, kind of run aspects of the kingdom for him, etc., you know, maybe Scar would have been felt a little bit more understood and maybe he would have been like, oh, okay, so you're kind of sharing the kingdom. Or, you know, in this case, in this roommate example, you're sharing the room. You're sharing the resources. And that's the thing. The superego likes to be shared with, with the ego because then they end up having a more ally-related relationship instead of this enmity between the two. Because oftentimes, the superego is trying to replace the ego or subvert the ego or usurp the ego's position. And they do this consistently. And, you know, after a while, the ego will become weak. The ego will become very weak and uh, because it's busy doing things, it's busy doing life. And then when it's weak, when it's its weakest, the superego will pop out and just start causing a lot of problems. Problems like cheating on your spouse, uh, drinking too much, uh, drugs, uh, you know, any uh, people pleasing even, <laughs> interestingly enough. These behaviors can come out. So it's really, really important um, that you end up fostering a healthy relationship with your ego or with your superego. Because if you don't, your superego will ultimately consume you and it will also take away your potential to be happy. Because the superego's point of view, it's like, okay, I am the shadow of your subconscious. Your subconscious is the source of happiness within your soul. And honestly, you're not going to be happy unless I'm happy, right? really wants to be happy. The superego wants to be happy too. It's like trying to be wise with its happiness, just like the shadow or the unconscious is trying to be wise with life, as it were, wise with the responsibility of the ego. But, you know, the superego is different. The superego wants to be happy too. The superego is constantly like, okay, yeah, I feel left out. Constantly. Constantly left out. So, Please keep that in mind. If you don't foster a relationship with your ego, you're never going to reach enlightenment. You're not going to reach cognitive integration. And your entire life is going to fall apart. And you're setting yourself up for a really bad life. A life of regret. Uh, a life where you feel unfulfilled. A life where you're not happy. 
and it's 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 going to consume you. It's going to absolutely consume you. If you don't make friends with your superego quickly, I mean, the demon is very powerful, and it is, it is more and honestly, it's more powerful than the hero. It can overpower the hero. The hero can also easily overpower it. It's kind of like in this yin and yang equilibrium with each other, where the yang is your hero and the yin is the uh, demon function, right? There's always a little bit of the demon within the hero. Always. Which we've explored using reflector functions because they are reflector functions of each other. If you want to learn more about reflector functions, again, see season 18 before you watch season 29. Although I recognize that right now we are doing reflector functions in season 18. But that's also why I'm doing this season at the same time because I think this aspect of the science is something that's very rarely spoken about and definitely needs to be outlined. I really don't know why. No one really talks about it very much. Although if you would like to have access to the source material, please read Energies and Patterns of Psychological Type according to Dr. John Beebe. Absolute fantastic read. And you can also uh, understand anytime he talks about mirror functions, that is relating directly to this content, at least the reflector functions piece. So, all that being said, this is, you know, and, and, and that was a pretty large uh, um, uh, introduction, but, uh, and this introduction could have actually been its own episode, but honestly, want to get the introduction done and the uh, first demon function and what to do and how to master it. Because by mastering your demon, it, it's a process. The first phase is, is you've got to learn how to make friends. Well, not really necessarily make friends. Well, yeah, it is to make friends. You've got to like, get it to a point where you understand that it makes friends. And don't forget, the family that you choose is more valuable than the family that you inherit, right? So at first, please go out of your way to make friends um, with your demon function. And it's going to get to the point where you're actually making family with your demon function, where your demon function becomes like a brother or a sister in your head, something that you can actually go to to utilize its energy, its demonic energy for your own benefit or its angelic energy for the benefit of yourself and others. You can use demonic energy for other people as well consistently. The thing is, is that the demon is so bitter because it's been locked up consistently within its room, within the superego, that it doesn't often get to come out, doesn't often get to, you know, be running the show like the unconscious and the subconscious and the ego can. It's like the red-headed stepchild. It's like the bastard. It gets shot on consistently by the other four sides of the mind, the other three sides of the mind, since it's the fourth. And it often doesn't get the opportunity to take point. Sometimes, though, and here's another thing. Sometimes, like, it only is allowed to take point because the other three sides of the mind have taken point, but they've failed. Let's say you have a problem. You use all of your functions of your ego to solve that problem, but you can't solve it. Then you go to your subconscious. Oh, can't solve it. You go to your shadow. Can't solve it. Then you go to your superego. And by then, you're in, like, this huge evil rage or uh, you're doing the judge-jury-executioner thing, and it's just kind of blowing up your face. Well... What if you decided to actually lead with your superego first and then go back to your other sides of the mind to solve the problem? What happened if you did that? You know what I mean? See, you've got to really start treating the superego like its own person. 
It is an ego. It's not like the subconscious or the unconscious. Those are not egos. Okay, the superego is technically its own ego, so it's kind of like having a completely other person inside of your head, which means you need to treat them with love and respect. You really, really do.